Welcome back, welcome back, brothers on Sports Talk, episode 81. But before we kick it off, of course, I had to put on the national champion, Kansas hat. Hey, first and foremost, thank you for everybody, for your prayers, your thoughts, everything. My family in Richmond. What? My family in Richmond. Wow. Wow, wow. I love you all. Love you all. We do it all for this one back here. Right there. <laughs> love you, moms. Love you, moms. My family here. All the support. Friends and family everywhere. Definitely appreciate you guys. Um, thanks for sticking in there with us, man. I know it's been a minute. I know it's been a while. Um, but we back. We back. We back. And hopefully we'll have the boys on Friday, tomorrow, and get it in and get this raw on so we can talk about our big time storylines. All right, all right, all right. Don't forget to check us out. Facebook page, my man Tommy's holding it down, the co-host on the Raw Show. YouTube, as you watching me right now, or on the podcast, as you listen to me right now. The merchandise is flying everywhere. Brandon, yours will be in the mail tomorrow. Yours will be in the mail tomorrow. Fred. If you coming by tomorrow, you can pick yours up. You know what I'm saying? They ready. Um, but with my mom passing and everything, it makes you think, yo. We need to focus on the positives, yo. Focus on the positives. We can always look in the mirror and, and talk about things that we don't like, things that we don't have or whatever. Look and find something that you're grateful for and you're positive for. I'm sure you can. If not, you can look around the house and see something that's grateful for you being who you are. You know what I mean? We all have things that make us who we are. And we all have a place to play. And we have all have a place to make things happen. We are a reason why we're here, yo. Focus on the positive vibes. You know what I mean? This is my jam. But on that note, on that note, uh-oh, Red Lizard Sports Talk Episode 81. We are back. Of course. Hold on, hold on. We are back. But you know what else is back? Baseball's back. We don't talk about a lot of baseball. And we ain't going to talk about a lot of that. Don't get happy, Drew Harlow. But we're going to talk about baseball. Baseball's back. We got to recap the Final Four with the Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Thank God. I did not want Villanova or Duke or Carolina win. Goodness gracious. But we're going to talk about the thoughts of a UNC Duke, another classic. Lived up to the hype. I mean, goodness gracious, what a game. What a game. If y'all watched it with me, we were crazy. We were on the edge of our seats, yo. We were crazy out here. Um, The women's final. Great game also. I know a lot of people don't give the women no credit for that. But Don Staley, you will. We'll talk about that later. When we talk about the college spotlights, I kind of gave you a little clue of which one I'm talking about with that. But Coach K's gone, so who's the new face? Who's the new coach? Who's the face of it now? Who's the guy? That probably might be one of our big-time storylines for the Raw Show, too. Um, you know we talking some NFL. We're an NFL, we NFL brand. We love NFL out here, yo, because we all got different teams, and we love it. So but there's still some quarterbacks that's out there. We're going to talk about them, and we're going to talk about a quarterback that's been out there, out there, out there, and this going to be worse coming back. Um, some pressure for some teams to figure out what they're going to do. Um, the new overtime rule, I'm kind of digging it. We'll talk about that. And now the finish line is here for the NBA. This is where it gets good for the NBA. I know a lot of people ain't watching. We ain't talk about it a lot on the show this year. But this is going to get nice for the playoffs. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, of course, we'll start We'll start with opening day. We'll start with baseball. Um, 
looking at it, looking at it, you know, and from a distant looking at it, um, it looks to me like baseball is trying to work on some things and get better. You know what I mean? They know they have to get younger. They have to get a younger crowd. They have to get another demographic out here. We know that. We know that. I mean, it has to happen. Has to happen. You know what I'm saying? Baseball is is always old. It's always the old school. But they're trying to make things happen now. Um, the new rule changes. I, there's three of them that I really love the new rule changes. The first one is, you know, making the pitchers faster. You know what I'm saying? How long you be waiting this mugs out here? Oh, we got a pitcher. All right, I can go to the bathroom, make a grilled cheese sandwich, eat some chip and dip, and he need to do his first pitch yet. You know what I mean? I like the fact that they're speeding this up with a clock. Or the games be like five hours long, and then it'd be a doubleheader, and you can't even see the rest of it. You know what I mean? So, I like that. Um, and, of course, the cheating part. <laughs> the cheating part is crazy. Now they have technology where people, there's two players that have something in their ear, and then the pitcher and the catcher, so they can... Do the little signs or whatever. So there's no more signs stealing. About time. About time. What? What's going on? What's, what's going on? The only thing worse than them doing signs at the catcher thing is the NFL still using that stupid measuring stick and then trying to use an index card to decide. For real? Come on, bro. Come on, man. That's it's, it, Come on. Technology's here for a reason. Use it. We're using it for the most craziest stuff. You can't use it for that. You have multi-billion billion dollars for football. You can't tell. The, I can tell watching the TV. It's over there. Yellow line. First down. Let's go. We don't need no index cards and all this. Whatever. Whatever. We'll get to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, the other rule change is the DH. Now both American League and National Leagues have DH. I think that's dope. I think that's dope because if I'm, if I'm a manager or, you know, even just a fan of it, I don't want my pitcher going out there and getting hit. Suppose somebody's like, we in the playoffs, but we know we can knock out this pitcher. I might accidentally hit him in his knee or his arm. Because, you know, baseball lets you regulate themselves. Oh, oh you hit a home run. Oh, oh, you flipped the bat. So now I'm going to beam you with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball at your head. What kind of sport lets you do stuff like that? So I like the fact that, you know, the DHs, whatever. Plus, it adds more strategy to it. Adds more strategy to it. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. That's going to build more excitement. More excitement. I think they should show off. I like the boy in the white socks. Drew will know his name. My man bat flipping, throwing bats. I love it. I love it. My man for the Nat Soto, he be doing it. Why not? You don't want him throwing the bats, uh, pitcher. Strike him out. I don't care if you strike out somebody and you celebrate. I remember old school pitchers used to do that all the time. So what? You don't want him celebrating on the mound? Don't get struck out. Same difference. Same difference. Basketball should be able to do that too. Everybody's being punks. Everybody, oh, I don't want to be fighting. I don't want to be fighting. Oh, he dunked on me and I pushed him. No, just don't get physical. Don't get, don't get physical. You know what I'm saying? The mental game is just as big as the physical game. If you ain't got the mental game, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I think there's a way to expand, expand things. I like the way baseball's heading. They just need to market their people. Get them out of their shell. Market these guys. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some great personalities out there. People hated Bryce Harper when he was having his all his stuff. You need more of that, dude. You need more of that. That's enough baseball. That's enough baseball, Drew Harlow. Um, no, no, no. Give me some more then, Drew Harlow. Just for you. I'm going to tell you the best two divisions in my mind. 
I think they're both. I think the East is the beast. The AL East with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Definitely not the Orioles. <laughs> Do they try? Do the Orioles try anymore? And that's like a hometown team for where I, where we live. Do they do they try? Kyle Ripken ain't coming back no time soon. I mean, gosh. I don't know, but everybody's picking Toronto to win the World Series. I think that division is gonna be classic. And then in the NL East, you got your you got your World Series champions, the Braves. Then you got the Nats who just won it here before. And then you got my Mets, baby. Mets with Scherzer. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see. We'll see. And Buck Showalter's our manager. I like that. I like that. See, I know a little baseball. Let's go. I like that. But now we're done with baseball. Recapping the men's final four. Men's final four. Kansas. Villanova. Outmatch. But I will say this, though, about Villanova, yo. They get a bum rap for being in the Big East. The Big East isn't as bad as what people say it is, okay? Just like people said the ACC sucks. They had two teams in the ACC. In, uh, in the final four. So stop stop dogging them. Jay Wright is a coach. He's a coach. You know what I mean? Jay Wright is a coach. I like the way he dresses. He does all kinds of things. So stop dogging Jay Wright. But everybody knew what the big game was. Everybody foresaw this game coming. UNC Duke. UNC. Last home game for Coach K. Everybody out there. Everybody going crazy. Keith's probably happy. Keith, Keith you probably happy. Where you at, Keith? You got to get back away. Yo, I have some stuff to talk to you about, Keith. But uh, UNC wins that game. I was shocked. But as you can see, the season went on. UNC started getting better and better and better. And it was like, oh. And then I didn't realize this is the first time they ever faced off in the Final Four. I mean, in a NCAA tournament, period. And much less the Final Four. And then to play a game that's so full of emotion. Coach K, every time you show they show Coach K, he's like, oh. he can he can say it didn't mean nothing to him all he wants to. He's a liar. <laughs> he's a liar. He wanted the fairy tale ending. He still will get his movie. He still will get his movie. And, and the dude from the office, Carell, is probably gonna play him. Can't you see that, yo? I can see that. Yeah, I watch The Office so, sometimes. So what? My son does too, and <laughs> But, um, yeah, man. That game was unbelievable. I thought Duke had it. But, wow, what a game. I mean, what a game. What a game. And then the national championship game, Carolina, which cost me some money. Um, They blew the 15-point halves out lead. And Kansas just showed they were dominant. And Bill Self. That's his second championship. His second championship. Is he the is he the is he the guy? Does Jay Wright got two? I think Jay Wright might got two too. Is he gonna be the next face? But I don't know. I don't know. I, it's no, it, no, it's Coach it's Coach Cal. Coach Cal from Kentucky. I don't care. Unless he just stinks up the joint. Uh, whatever. He's still getting one and dones. He's still getting one and dones. I think it's Coach Cal. And he got that, he got that, you know, and, and John Shire for Duke now got the number one recruit class, but he's going to get some more one and dones. How's Duke going to handle that? Coach Kyle got his one and dones. He's still styling and profiling, chilling, walking around. He just looks good. Speaking of looking good and looking the part, my boy Love for UNC, 
And this is why I'm not a stats guy. I don't even know what his stats are. I don't even know what his stats are. Don't don't care. Watching him, watching the way he plays, watching his mentality. He's got a little bit of that gene in him. I take him number one. I take him number one. Just like what I was saying, John Morant. Just like I was saying, John Morant over Zion. He's got that little gene in him. He's got that gene in him, yo. He's got the gene. And when you got the gene, ain't nothing you can do about it. So, I take love. You know, other people's going to say the boy from Duke, whatever, whatever, whatever. It don't matter to me. But I'm just glad that Kansas won. I hate Villanova because they go against Georgetown, and I hate Duke and Carolina. I love watching them play each other because it's the greatest rivalry in sports. I don't care what nobody says. Michigan, Ohio State, no. Yankees and Red Sox, no. I mean, Yankees and Red Sox might be close, but yeah, whatever. Um, but good job. NCAA, NCAA tournament was great. St. Peter's. It was some great. It was some great games. We saw some history. We saw all kinds of things. And speaking of history, you all better give it up for Dawn Staley in South Carolina. South Carolina, come on there. Oh, that's North Carolina. Oops. <laughs> but South Carolina beat UConn. And I hate UConn. I hate UConn. I hate Geno. I hate everything about UConn. They get all the players, all these players, and da-da-da-da-da. Boo-boo-boo. South Carolina just came in. Dawn Staley. I mean, Dawn State, she just won her second national championship as a coach. She's a six-time WNBA All-Star, six-time SEC champion as a coach, five-time SEC Coach of the Year, three-time Olympic medalist, two-time Player of the Year as a player, two-time player, two-time Coach of the Year as coach. Dawn Staley can coach men. Dawn Staley can coach men. She can coach. There is no male, female when it comes to coaching. Look at, look at our girl, hometown girl, Christy Tolliver out here doing things. She coaching. Now she coaching men with the Wizards. Don't tell me women can't do it because I see them doing it. And Dawn Staley's going to be the next one. I love her being in uh, college basketball for women because I hate UConn, Bogart, and everything. I love how she just swooped in there and said, I'm taking over, Gino. And I don't need those kind of players that you get. Don't get me wrong. She gets some good players. Like She got the girl that won player of the year. But that same girl was crying last year when they lost. Now she's crying tears of joy because she's a champion and a player of the year. Don Stanley, son. Don Stanley can come coach the Lakers because uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to the Lakers later. And I love it. As a Laker fan, I love it. I was so happy yesterday. That's bad, ain't it? But I love it. Sorry, my, my shirt's bobbing. <laughs> my undershirt, really. Anyway. Um, so, Don Staley, I think you coach men. And I think you're going to start seeing more of that. You're going to start seeing more of that, like I did in WrestleMania. There was a whole lot of women referees lately. I know that's off topic, but, yeah, I watch wrestling. And wrestling is getting back in. It's getting good. Uh, and the women wrestlers seem like they're doing better than the men's. I like some Charlotte Flair. Anyway. <laughs> If y'all want some wrestling topics, hit me up in the comments. I'll talk about some wrestling. Don't get me pl don't get it twisted. I'll talk about some wrestling now. Old school, new school, need to learn though. I don't care. Um, but when we come back here in a second, here in a second, we're going straight to the NFL now. We had all this fun and the hoopla, the champions and all that. 
we're going to the NFL now because a key team that I thought should have made an effort to get Deshaun Watson, because I'm not sold on their quarterback, just made a trade that shows that they're not sold on their quarterback anyway. We'll be back in a sec. And here we go. We're back. And yes, that team is the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. Okay, so everybody, you know, all this stuff's going on. Quarterbacks going everywhere. The Eagles said, we got three first-round picks, and we got our boy Jalen Hurts. He took us to the playoffs. Yeah. We're behind him 100%. Yeah. We don't want nobody else. Yeah. Well, you're lying. And you're, <laughs> you're lying. You had three number ones. You can enhance your whole team and build around Jalen. You got rid of one. Now, don't get me wrong. Hold on. Hold on. They did get another number one for next year. But that's my point. And they got some other stuff, too. So, if you look at the totality of it, as far as picks go, they got an advantage. But the hidden message is they got another first-round pick for next year. Because next year, there's some quarterbacks in there. I mean, there's some quarterbacks out there next year. And I'm just saying, Jalen Hurts, the heat is on. How'd that old song go? The heat is on. And and I hate saying it like that, and I hate to say I told you so, but if he don't win this year and do something to show that he can throw the ball, you can't throw the ball because I guarantee with the picks that they got this in this first round, with these stud wide receivers that's in this draft, even the Green Bay Packers are going to draft one. Can you believe that? I guarantee you it. Um, I think the Eagles will take one one of their picks too. So, Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia fans don't play. Philadelphia fans don't play. And they're not. Let me just put it to you this way. You're in Alabama. You get benched, whatever, whatever. You were so wimpy, you left. You play like crap in there and start getting wimpy. They gonna eat you alive, son. They already said they already put it out there showing you that you have to perform. And can he perform? Sure, he could. I'm not saying he can't. He's a winner. He's won. He's in the NFL for Christ's sake. And you're a start quarterback. So I'm not saying he can't win. All I'm saying is they're not as sold on him as they might have appeared to be earlier when they were talking. They're biting their they're biting their lips, not getting Watson. Anyway. So Seattle still hold firm with Drew Locke. With Drew Locke. I mean for real. High Locke, he ain't that bad. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. See? See, people always say low key. I like that. My daughter hates it. I mean, she always says it, and I always say, High Lock. She hates that. So I say it all the time. High Lock. Drew Lock ain't that bad. For the XFL, he ain't. <laughs> I mean, he ain't that that bad. But come on, Seattle, you can't get rid of Russell Wilson and and sell your fan base on Drew Lock. You got DK Metcalf out there who's in the prime of his career. Tyler Lockett still has many good years left. They don't want to sit there and deal. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're just waiting. Maybe they're waiting for Baker or something, the price tag to go lower, or Jimmy or whatever. We'll get to those. But I don't know. 
But if the both of them are available, who we taking? This could be another one of the raw raw talks when we debate with the guys when we do our big time storylines, big time storylines. Uh, so one of them's gonna be, hey, if one of these star players in preseason or whatever star quarterbacks get hurt, who's the first one people gonna call for? Jimmy G or Baker? I'm gonna tell you like this in my my theory on it. If it's a team that can win right now, like. I'm talking about legitimately win. Like one of the top tier teams. They call it for Jimmy. They call it for Jimmy because he's seen the bright lights. He's seen he's seen Super Bowls. He's seen championship games. You know what I mean? And he's not gonna make too he's not gonna be too much of a distraction for your team. Baker, I think it's a team that's like if we had an explosive something, like if we lose our quarterback in we need. We still need somebody that can still kind of try to make some crazy plays. They'll take Baker, something like that. You know what I mean? So, like, like Dallas. Let's say Dallas. Let's say they lost Dak. I think they would go after Baker Mayfield as opposed to Jimmy, because they need that spark. They need that. That's just an example. We're gonna talk about that on Raw and see what they think about it. And then another quarterback that's out there, and I and. I, and I got mixed emotions about him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you want to be in the spotlight. You're doing good things. Off the field, you're doing great things, and I like it. But after seeing that whole Black Lives Matter crap, where people stealing it, I, this is why This is why I don't give in to all this hoopla about everything all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I don't support black lives. I'm a black mother. <laughs> I got black lives in my house. I got to support them. You know what I'm saying? And the family of rich, man. Anyway, anyway, anyway. But I'm not spending my money to show you anything in particular because I don't know what you're doing with that money. And I don't know where that money is going. Is it going to, the to further something positive? I don't know. I'm always skeptical about everything. And like I said, I'm not saying everything's bad, but I'm I'm real particular about supporting certain things unless I'm 100% sure of it, yo. You know, that's just the way I feel, yo. Um, but Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, I mean, he's got his money from the NFL. He's got documentaries on this. He's the face of all this, you know, the start of all the Black Lives stuff and all oh, this and this. He's going to have notoriety, jersey sales still selling. Cool, cool, because what you started is cool. Is observations. It's like throwing it in people's faces. That's fine by me. But you going to Michigan out there throwing passes to Jim Harbaugh, doing all this, and you're flirting trying to come back here and here and there. Are you serious about coming back or not? If you were three years ago, why'd you do it? Apparently there was teams that offered you something like Denver, I think, maybe. Seattle had you in there a couple times. I'm just saying, man, you keep on doing all this stuff over and over again. Are you doing it just to keep building your name up for more money for other ven other ventures? Or are you really trying to play football? Like, I feel like if you're not really trying to play football, you're a fraud to me. And you're a fraud. And I don't want to spend no money on it. I was one that was trying to buy your jersey because I was hyped. I was like, yeah, I'm going to rock that jersey for him. But now I'm like, maybe I'm glad I didn't buy that. Because at the end of the day, is he about him? Or is he about the cause? I don't know. I'm still not sure. But would he be worth it to be a backup? Is he worth the hassle? We'll talk about that on the Raw Show with the big top story lines. But in my opinion, no. 
And this is not a Tebow thing. This is not a Tebow thing at all to me. Because I think Tebow sincerely wanted to play quarterback. I think he sincerely wanted to be in the NFL. Sincerely. I saw the way he played college football. I think he was sincere about a lot of things. He just didn't have the skill set to do it. He just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Colin Kaepernick could do it. He went to a NFC Championship game, right? Right, ready to go right there to win a championship. He was right there. His skill set was it was doable. So he's kind of um I, I'm kind of wishy-washy with him, yo. Let me know in the comments what y'all think. You know, ask around. I want to hear other people's opinions about these. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I don't know. This thing keeps moving. Sorry. But um yeah. Colin Kaepernick, I like what you do off the field, kind of like LeBron. I like what you do off the thing, but man, wait till we get to LeBron. I'm roasting you, son. Anyway. Anyway. So, the NFL, the schedule, whatever, whatever. I know in the last Raw episode, uh, Brandon and us, we were talking about the different schedules for different teams. And I got every team, every division that they play. Wait till we get on the Raw. I got it all mapped out. We got some big stuff to talk about on there about that schedule. But, there's some marquee games. We got the Broncos going back to Seattle. So Russell's going back home. How's that going to be? I would have watched. The Browns going into Texas. If 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 my man ain't on, on punishment, if he ain't suspended, Watson, he'll go back to Texas. The Bills and the Chiefs replay of that AFC Divisional Round game. That was heartbreaking. And it was heartbreaking for Josh Allen, too. But that's going to be a big-time game. And then last but not least, Patriots going at the Raiders. Josh McCown. I mean, <laughs> Josh McDaniel. Sorry, Josh McCown. He was supposed to be the coach of the Texans, but they had to hire a black guy to take the fall. Anyway, um, McDaniel's going against Belichick. Hey, I think it's a game that the Raiders need to win because I think that game could be a, a way that the playoffs playing out because that playoff situation is going to be so tough in the AFC, especially with the Dolphins. Oh! We're going to talk about it on the Raw. The Dolphins, fins up. They going after it. They going after it. But the question is going to be, Brandon, the, pressure, the question is going to be, who's going to be under the most pressure? Two of the win with all these weapons? Or... Oh, come on. You know who it is. Come on. Pat Mahomes. Anyway. So when we get to the when we look at these teams, um, the Bills, the Bills are people's favorites to win. The odds are gambling for the AFC. The Bills are one. The Chiefs are two. How the heck are the Chiefs? The Chiefs are two. The Chiefs are two. If anybody's watched the Raw episodes, some of us got the Chiefs not even making the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I feel like they're still trying to do some things. I think they're gonna get one of the elite wide receivers. If they get the boy from Alabama to replace Tyreek Hill. To go with Juju and Valdez Scantley. I think they'll be alright. I think the Chiefs gonna be alright. That division's gonna be cutthroat murder. But wait till we see the three teams that each of the four teams play that's different. Who we're gonna analyze that on the on the Raw show. So, my question to everybody else and a preview of the Raw show. If you got three years left, three years, who's under the most pressure to win? Cleveland Browns after their big, 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 big signing of Watson. The Buffalo Bills, everybody's favorite now. Everybody's in love with the Bills now. 
Everybody's in love with the Bills. We already talked about the Bills, and that's Keith's man crush, Josh Allen. But I don't blame him. He's the man. And then we got Denver. Big Russ. Big Russ. Denver looks like they loaded. And then the Chiefs. Those four teams, that you got three years. Who's under the most pressure to win? That's going to be a question for the Raw show. Or I want somebody to comment and tell me who it is. I'm going to tell you who mine is right now. It's Denver. You made the splash at quarterback, son. Yeah, I know Cleveland did too, but Cleveland had to give up all kinds of picks that's going to set them back. They're going to set back a couple years to get the team that they want. Maybe in, maybe in the third year, Cleveland could be that squad. You know what I mean? The Bills, they're young. Josh Allen's young. If he don't win in three years, he's still building his brand. He got his boy, he got his boy Diggs signed. They're ready. If they don't get it in three years, they might get it in the fourth. And then the second one will be the Chiefs. The Chiefs will be my if Denver wasn't the one, Chiefs will be number two because your window, like I've already said, is starting to go. You know what I'm saying? Four straight AFC championship games. You should have won more, more Super Bowls than one. Sorry. Sorry. You should have won more than one. And when that window's open, you got to jump through that. So I think they're under the pressure. But I think Denver's the most one because Russ ain't no spring chicken. I don't even know. Is Russell Wilson an elite quarterback anymore? What, what number is he right now? Because I'm looking at these quarterbacks around the league, and I'm like, well, where does Russ fit in? I start going further down than we usually would. So if that's the case, your time is of the essence, Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Your time is now. So, I think Denver's under the most pressure to win in, in between now and the next three years. I can't wait to see what the boys say on Friday Night Raw. Um, and on the other side, in the NFC, I only got two quarterbacks that I think are under the most pressure. We got A.A. Ron. You came. Yeah, you stayed. You stayed. You got all the money. You got all the money. Can you win two? Or are you going to be somebody that is looked upon like, you only got one Aaron Rodgers? Imagine if you had two. You elevate yourself way up here. Having one put you here. When your skill set has you here. Your God-given talent has you here. But you still are only here because you only got one. Eli Manning got two. Ugh. I'm just saying. Aaron Rodgers needs one. But I think somebody that's under more pressure than him is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Clamoring for a new deal. He was clamoring and clamoring and clamoring. Leading the playoffs to from to mediocrity like they always are. To mediocrity like they always are. But you did make the playoffs. And then you lost and whatever, whatever. But people saw potential. He got his money. Got his money. Then you got hurt. Came back last year. You didn't look like the same guy. If you don't look like the same guy again this year, I'm nervous for him. And I like him. I like him and his whole story. I liked him in college, man. I'm just saying. I think more pressure on the Dak Prescott. That's another question for the Raw Show with the big time storylines. Um, and now, after this break, we jumping right in to the NBA finish line. And we haven't talked a lot about the NBA much this year, but we're going to talk about the preview to the playoffs and disappointments and we're going to debate. Who would you rather have? 
being your final shot taker. Game on the line. Two players on the same team we're going to debate about. And we're going to debate about it on the Raw show. We'll be right back. Relative Sports Talk, episode 81. Be right back. Hey, we back. NBA, NBA. So when we look at the West, the feel-good story has to be the grit. The Memphis Grizzlies? The Memphis Grizzlies. I'm just saying. The Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant is the man. John Morant is the man. Um, They're the number two seed in the West. The Grizzlies? And John Morant's missed time. What a coaching job. What a coaching job. And if anybody remembers the Grizzlies, all I think about is Steve Francis and big country Brian Reeves and Zach. They just, they just, they just retired Zach Randolph's jersey. Remember Zach Randolph? I used to, I used to, <laughs> Zach Randolph was the man though. He was OG, triple OG out there. Come on, man. The Grizzlies, number two. I think you're too young, fellas. I think you're too young. I only see two teams in the in the in the West. Golden State, they got the pedigree, but but Chef, if Chef's not one hundred percent, yo, in the playoffs he hasn't lived up to what regular season's been anyway. And if you're not gonna be one hundred percent, so I'm gonna have to go with Phoenix. No, I'm about to I'm about to change what I said before in a previous episode. I think Phoenix is prime. Chris Paul's already got hurt. You know, he usually gets hurt in the playoffs and screws his team. He's already got hurt, so he's ready. And them young boys, they got out there at eight and then Bridges and all these boys. Phoenix, I think, is, I think they will represent the West. Um, in the East, you got one, two, three, four, five teams. Five teams that I think can make an argument that they should be in there. The top five teams. You got the number one team, Miami. Second ago, they look like they're fighting with each other. And then it looks like they on on the page getting big. And I've been watching that HBO Max joint, the Lakers joint, and so Pat Riley, whatever, whatever. So, you know, I always got a soft spot for Pat Riley. Plus, I got a soft spot for the Heat back in the day with Alonzo Warner from Georgetown. And uh, look, look, get hyped up yet, John. Um, um, Georgetown, Alonzo Morning, and when they were fighting with the Knicks all the time, you know what I mean? They fight too much like Anthony Mason. If anybody watched Kings of Comedy, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway. And I like Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler's one of them raw dudes, you know what I'm saying? But I think the key to it all, because Kyle Lowry seems like he's letting me down. Kyle Lowry seems like he's showing his age. I ain't gonna lie. Looks like he's showing his age. And the guy is on is Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. People forget how good Victor Oladipo was. Victor Oladipo was carrying teams. He was he he's, he's come showing why he is. He could be the X factor for them to advance and win. Um, I think the biggest thing of the whole thing is where the Nets the Nets are in the play-in tournament. It's going to be who they match up with in the first round. I think that's the key to it all because I think the Nets could beat any of the top four seeds, but I think they could lose to all the top four seeds also. So you look at Boston. Boston's been on a roll doing all kinds of things, but their big man got hurt. And they talk about he might not come out to the second round. I don't think that they can – if they play the Nets in the first round, they will lose without their big man because that's what the Nets lack. They can't play no defense. You got LaMarcus Aldridge, which I'm glad he stood us up, Lakers. 
I'm glad he stood this up because you're a buster. You're whack, and I hope you don't win nothing. I'm great. I'm grateful that you're not sick. Like you didn't play last year because your heart cool. Because as a as a human being, I'm glad you're okay. But as a basketball player, buster. <laughs> and then uh, Blake Griffin, you old now, Blake. You ain't jumping over cars. You're done. They can't play defense. They can't play defense. But we'll get back to them. Uh, Philadelphia. I have no confidence in Philadelphia. You got fat James Harden out here changing teams, crying. Instead of trying to make things better, you just you have not evolved your game. You were so used to flopping around, falling, flailing, flailing. Oh, oh, oh. And the NBA got hip to that. NBA got hip to that. Yeah, you can still shoot, but you can't blow by people anymore. You can't. And I don't trust you in the playoffs. Another person I don't trust in the playoffs is your coach. They already rumored Doc Rivers being the coach of the Lakers next year. You got one of the best teams in the East, and they talking about, and the MVP candidate, Joel Embiid, they talking about you going to be the Lakers head coach. How much confidence does your organization have in you? Philadelphia. I hope y'all play the Nets in the first round, because I'd love to see that. That would be great. But I think the big team is Milwaukee. Milwaukee is tried and true. They walked that path last year. People can say what they want to say. Oh, Kevin Durant's foot was on the line. Huh, huh. We're missing all, huh? I don't care. I don't care about none of that. Giannis won. And I don't care about the Joker. Your team is in a play-in tournament crap. The, Giannis is the MVP. And I'll go further than that. He's the, he's the best player in the NBA. He's the best player in the NBA. Best player in the NBA. And so we, we talked about those Nets before. Um, the Nets have been struggling. And I think the problem is when you got two alphas like that, you don't know what to do. Everybody looks at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as just what they are. And they are. But if you watch any of the late games or whatever, whatever Kyrie is deferred. Maybe not to his own um, thought process, but Kevin Durant has been shooting the last shot. So my question is, if the game's on the line, you got the last shot, who do you want the ball, Who whose hand you want the ball in? KD, who's wet all day, or Kyrie, who's... That's going to be a story for the big time storylines on Raw, on the Raw episode. But I'm going to tell you my take right now. This could be Rail's take right here. The problem with it all is... If it's a catch and shoot, of course you want Kevin Durant. If you got to throw it in and shoot, you want Kevin Durant. But if it's a play where you got 15 seconds, you give the ball to Kyrie Irving. He's got the best handles in the league and maybe ever. And maybe ever. And got that Kobe Jean in him. He's shown you the Kobe Jean when he won LeBron a ring. He showed that. And after he made it, he cried and went to the locker room and called who? He ain't called LeBron. He ain't tell him to come over and hug. He ain't call his dad. He ain't call his AAU coach. He ain't call his high school coach. He called Kobe Bean. Because he's got that gene. You give it to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving ain't got to shoot the ball, but he's going to break down whoever's in front of him. And if he passes to Kevin Durant, even better. Because Kevin Durant's open now. You put the ball in Kyrie Irving's hand. I'm tired of people saying, give it to Kevin Durant. No. No. And this is the problem with OKC when Russell Westbrook got it. If Westbrook had the handles as Kyrie Irving, that would have been smart decisions. But he, in his mind, he thought he did, but he didn't. Kyrie does have these. He needs the ball. 
We're going to argue about that all day, and I can't wait to debate it on Raw with the big time storylines. Um, so we talked about it. I'm picking I'm picking the Bucks to win the East to go against the Suns. Rematch. Rematch is finals like old school Lakers and Celtics. And finishing it up, finishing up this episode, a team that won't be in the playoffs is my Lakers. They won't be in the playoffs. Why am I smiling about it? Because LeBron, first of all, won't get another ring. And people can see the fraud for the fraud he is. He sat out games. He sat out enough games and did enough chest pumping and all this to win the scoring title. He did it on purpose to say, look how old I am and I won the scoring title. It wasn't my fault. He does stuff to say it wasn't my fault. He likes to throw everybody else under the bus. It wasn't my fault that we didn't win or make the playoffs. I'm the scoring champion. That's the problem with LeBron James. You try to build these superstar teams. When they don't work out, you got excuses. Punk. You punk James. I can't stand you. You don't even have to. Yo, I don't care what the stats say. Breaking Kareem's record. I don't care what any of that says. It doesn't matter. This generation of athlete, of course they're going to beat old school records because this generation has the medical science and everything else going on to learn from. You learn from your past to get better in the future. And that's all LeBron James is. Yes, he's God's gifted. He's a God-gifted athlete. He's great in the community. He donates. He does all that. He doesn't cheat on his wife. He has a great family. He enjoys Taco Tuesday. Whatever. It doesn't matter. When it, when it comes down to it, when you look at him for what he is, when he was with the Heat and they were about to lose to the Spurs before Ray Allen saved his butt, he's throwing his headband down, crying, punky, because you missed two free throws and you missed the, the three-pointer to win the game. And then now you're out here in some sweat outfit, whatever, standing on a bench while we get eliminated, and then you're hugging and consoling them, smiling, talking about getting interviewed, talking about, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm the scoring champion. I don't want to hear none of that, yo. Can't stand LeBron James. Can't wait till you get out of our organization. I can't wait till you stop being a disgrace to wear the purple and gold. You didn't win that championship. Kobe died and Kobe did it like the sixth man. He was he was Marlon Wayne's out there flying around putting your little punk baskets in. That was Kobe's ring. And everybody knows it was Kobe's ring. You ain't do it. Okay, I'm off my rant. I ain't finished yet. You got you gotta have seen what's been going on with LeBron James taking games off. I don't want to play this game. I don't want to play. You're preserving your scoring record to say, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Don't look at the failure that happened with the Lakers this year. The failure that happened with the team. The non-leadership that happened with the team. We talk about trading AD, getting rid of Russell Westbrook. It's always everybody else's fault. It's always everybody else's fault. He got his little Bose headphones in talking about, oh, it ain't my fault. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to hear that crap. Shave your head balls, stop spraying on your hair, and grow some balls and admit when you mess up. Pisses me off. But get ready for the Raw episode with my fellas. Thank y'all for tuning in. Relative Sports Talk episode 81. Comment about anything we talked about. Some of this stuff we're going to be debating on the, on the Raw episode. Hopefully the fellas will be ready. Thank you for sticking with us. It's been a long few weeks. Past three weeks. Um, love. Moms. Right, right there. VA fam. Richmond VA fam. Next week, baby. Let's go. Love y'all.